Stephen Adderhalt is glad he's wearing his waterproof socks as he wades into the frigid waters of the South Platte River. He gets to about thigh deep in the channel and then looks back to a group of us waiting on the bank. Um, it looks like the water temperature is 6.33 degrees centigrade. How's it feeling, Stephen? <laughs> I've got my waders on, so I'm staying nice and dry. Stephen's not out in this river to demonstrate his fly fishing skills, but he is angling. He's in pursuit of a very small critter living in this water. What we're doing is looking for E. coli in the water. That's Rachel Hansgen. She's working with Stephen to take samples here at the confluence of Bear Creek and the South Platte, about 10 miles upstream from downtown Denver. E. coli is a bacteria that's used as an indicator of fecal contamination. So there's poop in the water. As Stephen scoops up small amounts of river water in bottles, Rachel's jotting down measurements in her notebook. They're from Groundwork Denver, a community action and environmental nonprofit, and they're trying to figure out where the highest concentrations of bacteria are and hopefully unravel how it got there. The South Platte River was listed on Colorado's impaired waters list in 2008 because of high E. coli levels. Okay, Stephen, we're good. As Stephen makes his way back to shore, stepping past plastic bottles and trash, he hands off his samples to Rachel and dramatically holds up an instrument he's been using. Well, as much as it looks like a lightsaber, it's not. It's a probe that measures several physical parameters in the water, including the amount of dissolved oxygen, measures temperature, pH, other things that are pertinent to the rate of growth of bacteria in the water. E. coli is found in the guts of all warm-blooded animals, and what turns up in the water samples today could be a dropping from a bird or a dog, or it could come from people. It's human contamination that public health officials worry about because that's how diseases get spread. Rachel says she worries less about water with bird droppings than what would escape from a leaking sewer line or from people not picking up after their pets. So yeah, we're not gonna round up all the geese and you know, put diapers on them or something like that. <laughs> so. Instead, their goal is to pinpoint high E. coli concentrations in the creek and then work with cities to try and trace it back to a source like a leaking septic system or broken pipe and ultimately fix it. Not only because it makes a difference for our own enjoyment, but also because it saves us all money. I mean, the less we have to take out of water because we've put less in it, the better it is for all of us. I think cities would like to be able to do things like build more parks instead of, you know, constantly having to clean up our water. One of those cities actively working with groundwork is Denver. The South Platte runs right through the heart of downtown, and because it's an urban corridor, there's lots of runoff from streets and sidewalks. I'm standing outside the Denver Art Museum with Sarah Anderson of Denver Public Works and John Novick of Denver Environmental Health. Other than behavior change, the other way to reduce pollutants in our waterways is to build green infrastructure. I met them here to see an example of this so-called green infrastructure, but to my untrained eye, all I see is a landscaped area with two humongous sculptures of cows. You often see people with blankets out there having a picnic. And why not? 
spot. It's a great spot with trees and grasses and rocks and, of course, the bovines. But this landscape is leading a double life. So it's a, a flood control facility along with uh, it provides water quality. It's just using soils and vegetation to treat stormwater runoff. And so the runoff goes into pore space uh, below ground and is captured there. And then the plant roots use it and uptake it. I have seen green infrastructure kind of all over. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are. I find that vegetation loves dirty runoff. <laughs> it just thrives, yeah. There are numerous landscaped areas like this around Denver, quietly and passively cleaning water. And more are on the way as the city works to prevent runoff of not only E. coli, but other pollutants from reaching the river. And, says John Novick of Denver Environmental Health, the water quality in the South Platte has definitely improved. Denver Environmental Health actually has been collecting samples from the South Platte since the late 60s. And when you look at the data going back that far, there have been significant improvements to water quality, orders of magnitude. Um, but it's the last little piece getting us down to what is safe for fishable and swimmable that we still have left to accomplish that's proving to be very challenging. Challenging and possibly confusing. It's a balancing act between trying to get people to care about the river, yet tell them it's not quite clean enough to play in. Most of the time when the weather's warm and people want to be in the water, it really isn't safe. The, the bacteria levels are high, and people who are getting in the water are at risk of exposing themselves to something that might make them sick. And um, at the same time, you know, the city's been develop actively developing those areas to encourage people to interact with the water. And so it's a very, we're, we're walking a very fine line of how do you invite people and encourage them to become engaged in improving water quality, but at the same time not putting them at risk of something. So the city has taken a build it and they will come approach by developing green spaces along the plat where people will want to spend time and hopefully like them so much they'll become more invested in keeping the river clean. I think getting you know the trails and the parks along the river was a very important first step in uh, making people aware of the river, caring about the river, and now the really the next step is to make the quality of the water and the river better. And while green infrastructure is just one of many tools the city is using to improve river health, John is quick to add that they can't get there without everyone pitching in. The city can't do all of this alone. Um, we need people to look, be responsible stewards for area surface waters. It means not fertilizing before a storm so that it won't wash off and run into the street. Um, picking up after your pet, um, also picking up your litter and throwing it in a trash receptacle. Back at Bear Creek, Rachel and Stephen are wrapping up from a very long day. I ask her what keeps her going at this all these years, and she's quick to answer. Being able to wade into a local creek or stream without worry, that should be a birthright. I would love to see people who can walk down to Bear Creek and mess around in it, play in it to their heart's content, still be real safe and feel like, I love to live in this city. This is awesome. This is a great amenity that I can walk to from my home. This story is part of our reporting on the South Platte River. To see a map showing the latest E. coli levels in the Denver metro area, visit our website at h2oradio.org. From Denver, Colorado, I'm Franny Halperin.